welcome to The Great Indoors. And today, once again, we're in Barcelona, Spain. Hola, amigos. Yes, this is MWC 2023, and what a week we are still having. There are close to 100,000 people from across the industry and the world here to take part in, without any doubt, the biggest telecoms and technology show on the planet. It's been quite a journey and it still feels quite incredible to have finally crossed the Atlantic as the GSMA's official podcast sponsor for this unique show. We are spending the whole week in an amazing recording facility on the jaw-dropping Amdocs booth, recording some fascinating conversations with the industry's biggest names. I'll be joined by customers, analysts, partners, and Amdocs executives as we explore their stories and perspectives in podcast form for prosperity. As ever, I'm joined by my trustee, co-pilot and producer, Larissa Yee, as these special edition MWC 2023 episodes continue to roll out every Thursday. So what do we have for you in store today? Well, it's no secret that one of Amdoc's most valued customers is AT&T. But AT&T has a significant presence in Mexico serving 90% of the population and with an impressive 22 million subscribers. With a population of 130 million, a rich cultural history and abundant natural resources, Mexico is the, well, is among the 15 largest economies in the world and an ever-growing powerhouse. So what can 5G and the next industrial revolution bring to this amazing country? To talk about this, my guest on this episode is Jeronimo Diaz de Solano, the CIO of AT&T Mexico, and this is a, well, just a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed speaking to Jeronimo. He's a really charismatic and humorous guest, and he has some great stories and perspectives. And we've never had a guest from Mexico before, so this is a wonderful, wonderful conversation. So without further ado, let's get started. Here we are, MWC 2023, and I'm delighted and honored to welcome our final guest uh, for the week onto the great indoors. It's Aronimo Diaz de Solano, who's the CIO of AT&T Mexico. Welcome, Aronimo. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here with you in this last uh, session of the podcast. Yeah. I can bet that you are already tired. Everybody is walking around with uh, tiredness, faces, and everything else. Yeah. It's been a hurricane on, on the lots of, of information we all got in our minds. Absolutely. And it's all mixed together. So we need now, I guess, uh, some time to try to settle, settle it down and figure out exactly what, what makes sense and what we learned. Exactly, exactly. And, and before we get into it and, and all the questions, just give our listeners a history of yourself and the role that you do at AT&T Mexico, Aronimo. Of course. Uh, so... I joined AT&T, well, I joined an operator 18 years ago. Uh, this operator in Mexico was bought uh, seven years ago by AT&T, and I was part of the acquisition. Right. Um, my background is mostly on the network side, although now I'm uh, the head of the IT department. There's um, this mix between uh, what is in the network and what is on the IT side that we all knew that existed, but uh, we were kind of skeptical on exactly where it was standing. And now 
it looks like with all these five year revolution and these new year news and uh, all the mm -hmm. applications we're having, that is uh, starting to really be erased. Yes. So it's interesting to be on both worlds uh, because you have background on, on both sides. Even though we are all technical, we are all engineers and we have uh, fun the same ways, uh, there are uh, some things that work different in one side and the other. And Absolutely. I think that this makes will get the best of both sides. Yeah. So 18 years ago in AT&T in Mexico, uh, a lot of experience on the network side, uh, some experience uh, leading three years now, leading the the IT uh, group in the IT department. These last two years, uh, totally driving the digital transformation of the of the company, starting uh, from the technical side and then upper, uh, trying to push it to the to the business levels. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's been a great journey. It's been uh, a lot of experience, a lot of uh, human human knowledge, a, a lot of technical knowledge. And well, that's that's pretty much me because I yeah. I'm not into football, into sports, into I'm more much more yeah. like a technical guy that it's uh, all into gadgets and technology and stuff. Brilliant. So there seems to be like an emphasis at the show this year about tech for good, tech for helping, you know, humanity. Can you give me an example of uh, of something you've seen uh, in that space this week that's made you go wow? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh, for, for years, we've been talking about uh, the importance of people yeah. in terms of, uh, in relative terms of the technology. And we, I mean, you hear them about uh, the three Ps, the five Ps, and one of the Ps is people. And uh, you, you hear like all these uh, company-wide uh, speeches at the end of the year saying, well, you know, the people. But uh, I, I think that this year is more on figuring out exactly what people we are talking about. Are we talking about the technical people, the engineers in the companies, are we talking about the full set of uh, collaborators in the company, or are we talking people as humanity? And I think that that's the emphasis of, of the MWC 2023, is the technology is for the people. It's made to, it's supposed to make life easier for all the people. And uh, there's a huge gap on people that is really not connected. And uh, all these beautiful technology and beautiful services we are building are not uh, in their range of possibilities mm -hmm. because of many reasons. And uh, there's, there's also a set of uh, problems in terms of uh, accessibility to this technology. Yeah. So, so I, I really think that this MWC is, is uh, all about that. It's not about the people talking about the engineers, it's, it's about the humanity. Yes. And how really these uh, technologies that we are uh, prototyping today and showcasting today will really help humanity to dedicate to more human stuff. Yes, no, absolutely, it's a, that's a fantastic answer. And one of those technologies that gets a lot of coverage here, everybody's talking about, is 5G. 5G has been heralded as the, the next iteration of Gs, if you will, uh, that will uh, usher in the next industrial revolution or the next roaring 20s or the next period of innovation. And we've seen it play out in the United States and the race to 5G. I'm really interested in Mexico. What's the situation with 5G in Mexico and what do you think it can bring to Mexico as a whole? That, that's a really, a really good question. I, I really think that when we finalize the deployment on a 5G for Mexico, it will make a difference. It will make a difference in the connectivity for uh, all the people. 
Yeah. And that, that is why I really think that it was so important for us to be here today, um, trying to experience where the technology around 5G is heading to. Yeah. Um, we started a, as, a, as, a, as a pinpoint in Mexico, and uh, once we got started with that, we decided, okay, we need to have this uh, set of ecosystem applications. Yeah. We need to have use cases that are not just those that are homologated around the world or in bigger places and bigger uh, countries. Uh, we have a special situation in Mexico. We have a local currency and the costs are in local currency and the EBITDA are in local currency. So we need to have local solutions for, for this connectivity. Yeah. So I, I really uh, think that in wide terms, uh, the technology as 5G will enable to have much more information flowing from each one of us as connected people yeah. to, to a center of uh, processing of data that will have much better solutions for everybody, yeah. for probably the government, for the cities, for uh, the persons, for the companies, and will allow those that are already into technology to have a much better experience. Yeah. Uh, not in terms only on speed and latency, which is what we hear all around here, but in terms of the kind of applications that they will be able to use, even without knowing that 5G is behind them, uh, because the experience that they will have with all this AI stuff that is being implemented in many applications, all this virtual reality or augmented reality, all that information that is generated needs to go through 5G to reach over these uh, uh, big pipes of the nervous system, uh, the AI algorithm in the, in the core. Yeah. So I, I really think that that's, that's, it's probably a very technical answer, but uh, I, I think that's the, that's the way it works. Uh, if we get much better use cases uh, for the use of the data, 5G will make much more sense for the use of the people. Yeah. Uh, if we just see it as somebody connected in a phone that is faster, that is not going to work. Yeah. The impact is really on all the data that is generated around. And well, we, we saw uh, some, some prototypes on this uh, MWC on uh, clothes that are connected with sensors, uh, exoskelet, uh, I, I yeah. don't know if, if uh, the word is fine, but uh, and, and, um, uh, automated robotic uh, legs for somebody yeah, that needs an aid on, yeah. on walking. Yeah. Imagine the, the information that you can get on those sensors to know that he's not going to fall anyway because you have the right uh, step on the right pace, on the right position. Yeah. And if uh, you have all that information processed, then you can tell him, hey, you need to go to uh, maintenance. So be, be careful, you're running a risk that you, you don't want to go into. Uh, I, I think that that as well as connected hospitals. There was a beautiful demo, you probably saw it, on a robot doing a, a, a remote surgery on one of the boots. I saw a picture of it. it t t tell me about it. It looked fascinating. It, it was awesome. I, I, really, yeah. I really was, was shocked about it. Um, the doctor sits in a station with a VR glasses, and it's connected uh, to a screen that is uh, showing in 3D what, what uh, he needs to see. Uh, through a set of cameras. Yeah. And when he starts moving and taking all the instruments to perform the surgery, then uh, you see 
in this case, in the other side of the room, but it will be across country or in a different country even. Yeah. You, you can see how the different arms of the robot start using the different instruments to be inserted in, into the places where they need to go to do a micrometric uh, surgery without yeah. uh, having the doctor touching the patient. And, wow. and that was real here. Of course, it's still back to back. But with 5G, these kind of solutions really make sense. Yeah. If you have the best doctor ever in one country that is far away and you need an emergency surgery to, to save the life of, of somebody in a different country, that's something that we are approaching as technologists. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's amazing. There's a lot of talk this week about generative AI, ChatGPT, OpenAI. I've spoken to many, many people about it. What's your thoughts on it? I really believe that that is what is going to change the world as we see it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is like, uh, for me, this is the, the new big revolution on technology. And we didn't see it coming. Yeah. Or we did. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, we all knew that the, the AI was there. Yeah. I, I had my major in uh, computing science, and when I was studying, which is a long time ago, several years, yeah. we learned about the AI algorithms. Yeah. I remember myself programming some AI routines, and then I was like, well, yeah, but this takes forever to execute, so come on. I mean, I yeah. can't hang out the processor in three minutes. <laughs> And uh, it, it was it was frustrating. Yeah. And then I step away on, on programming. A lot of things happened. And now what I see is a real application of those same designs of AI mechanisms, but with the new power of processing and the new power of data to be fed into those same algorithms. Yeah. The result is just amazing. Yeah. And so. AI is really not something new, but the possibility to have uh, these 5G networks or 4G plus networks, the processing capacity of this huge information in the cloud, this huge set of information, that is what is really making the difference. Probably yeah. that's why we didn't see it coming our way. And we had all this wave about metaverse, and we were all talking about metaverse, yeah. and suddenly, AI, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> it, I mean, metaverse is it's amazing, it, it looks really good, it's um, impressive, yeah. but then you look at AI and say, hey, this doesn't look as beautiful, but this, the power that it has is, wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's mind blowing. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's the real um, revolution. Yeah. Yes, AI. But with the set of ecosystem of all the uh, technologies around it, because it feeds with data. Yeah. Data comes from sensors and phones and electronics on other on other type, and then that data needs to reach the AI processing, and uh, there's where five G comes in. Yeah. So it it looked like a puzzle probably a few years ago, and now it's starting to take yeah. a real shape. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that, that's the real thing. Yeah. 
And is it, it's the stuff of science fiction almost. I bet when you went back to university and you were studying, we dreamed of these things in, in science fiction. We saw these things in movies. And like you said, so we saw it coming in our minds, but now it's here and we're like, oh my, you know, this is, this is incredible, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It, it was like, we, we knew that this existed as AI. We knew that it, with more processing, it will be faster, it will be better. But it was kind of on a shelf uh, a little bit, at least in terms of showcasing, showcasing it. Because yeah. uh, if you look at most of the holes, you will not see big signs of AI. But when you go to the boots, most of the demos have a component on AI at least. Right. And there are some that are really complex AI deployments already that are yeah. producing things that we didn't thought that were going to be doable because of the amount of data. Yeah. at that time yeah and at the same time we were all looking at metaverse and metaverse and we were all amazed by metaverse and suddenly it was like hey did you see the other way like, ah, come on this, this is really amazing i mean metaverse come meet the eye yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is amazing it is amazing and and what do you think that can do for telecom specifically in terms of the ai yeah oh it can do a lot of things it can do a lot of things uh, in telco, uh, to be able to optimize where the signal of our radios go, uh, with the right frequency, with the right power, we use always a lot of data. Yeah. And uh, we started a uh, long time ago using patterns to try to identify where we should uh, make a, a tweak, where should we put an additional radio or an additional antenna? And th these were like static formulas. But the, the traffic in the networks changed so much so fast that we will never get fast enough if we just automate that process the way it is uh, yeah. with, with uh, predefined uh, uh, patterns. Uh, now what AI is, is uh, I mean, AI is opening the possibility to have those patterns to be flexible and fluid. Yeah. So you get fluidity of the pattern that you're looking for. Yeah. And with that, you can do uh, this kind of analysis that probably for a slice of the network will take a week, and then you go and apply the solution in um, three months, you can have it in an hour. And yeah. then you run another scenario and you say, okay, what if instead of having an additional base station, I will uh, have two antennas, two, uh, uh, this, this kind of decisions are based on scenarios can be run really, really fast and can be run with a fluid, with a fluid pattern. Yeah. Another thing that is also on, on, on our way, and, and, and uh, I saw it in several of these uh, booths and I, I love it, it's if we continue growing the traffic in the mobile networks at the pace we are doing it, in, uh, we, we were doing it in the last few years, we will need at least five times more power uh, than today in the next three years. Yeah. So it's really tough that we can find that amount of, of power just available everywhere in the world so we can just connecting and connecting and keep connecting radios and base stations and antennas radiating. Yeah. So energy, at the first, we thought on energy savings as something that was just something on ecology for the environment and we needed to do it because we wanted to have and uh, live a better world afterwards. Yeah. 
now is that plus we must do it otherwise there will be no power available to try to support the kind of traffic we all humans mm -hmm. are generating into the networks yeah. so the uh, ai gets into play because with ai we can do these kind of patterns analysis that are fluid and it can identify exactly where we can lower the volume on the power on some antennas lower the volume on processing on some uh, places, on some processing engines. Yeah. And uh, uh, because probably you don't need it uh, at full speed, uh, there's not enough people at that uh, yeah, time yeah. in the day. And then you have an optimization that goes in real time during the whole day instead of seasonality by month, you yeah, know? Yeah. That kind of application is really amazing. Saves money, It's uh, it goes with the with the environment and, and all these uh, pollution saving on, on uh, terms of energy and it also reduces the need on having additional energy sources for, for the future. Cool. cool, that's really good, really good. Now, because when we were in um, Las Vegas and Los Angeles, we met Jeff Long from AT&T. Do you know Jeff? I know him, yeah, yeah very yeah. well, absolutely. Yeah, and he's a really clever guy, and we had a really good chat with everything he's done. And obviously his initiative, or his mandate at AT&T is bridging the digital divide in the United States. Do you have the similar initiative in AT&T Mexico? You talked about, obviously, the pandemic and, and trying to get people connected. We talked about people right at the beginning how is it progressing in, in Mexico? We've been able to give everybody the connectivity they need, um, regardless of their status. We have this program with uh, women and that are starting with a STEM career, so right. they can have some experience also on, on technology and telecommunications and yeah. try to get them into the passion of uh, bringing connectivity to, to their places. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of challenges. I can tell you that challenges are tough, but I think that uh, we are really pushing to have a difference and, and to be able to bring uh, this kind of connectivity to, to everyone. Okay, brilliant. Now, we're coming towards the end. I've really enjoyed our conversation, Aronimo. It's been fa fascinating. Um, what excites you, if we were back here 12 months from now, chatting again, what excites you the most as where we're headed? What do you expect to see here or you'd like to see here 12 months from now? 12 months from now, I would love to see, I think that I would love to see is uh, much more younger people into the telco world. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Uh, With new skills, with new hunger yeah. of knowledge. Yes. Uh, I think that we have a lot of technology, but I also think that uh, there's too many of us that we've been here I mean, I just said, 18 years. Yeah, yeah, no? yeah. So I think that it will be great to have much more younger people with new ideas to help us out, reach faster with uh, groundbreaking ideas, yeah. uh, the gap on, on, on connectivity uh, that can bring some different experience from a different background, not only marketeers and analysts and engineers coming here, but probably from, from different backgrounds, yeah. with different ideas, not, not yeah. uh, with this... Um, with the legacy mindset. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so we can also learn from them. Yeah. And we can see how they see the world 
because they don't they, they don't have this bias uh, on technology. Yeah. Most of the technologists like us, mm -hmm. we just love technology. Yeah, and yeah, then we we'll yeah, get yeah. the best mic and the best computer and yeah, the best yeah. uh, uh, phone we can. And then we want, uh, if we, you are in telco, then you want the radio station and the tool to optimize it. And then the analytics tool and then the dashboard. And yeah. Yes, but I, I, I think that we've been a long period of time already on that track. Yeah. And I really think that new ideas from a different background can force us to think much more on how the technology we are having in our hands uh, will have a better application for humanity. Yeah, that's a brilliant, brilliant answer. And, and the reason why I was speaking with Laura Dewar, the CMO of the GSMA earlier, and when I asked her what was her uh, three big things from the show, she said precisely that we need to get more young people and they have an initiative to bring more people in uh, and, and encourage more young people to get involved in technology in this industry. It's so important. You know, I have four small children, you know, and, and I would love for them to contribute and, and, and to be a part of what I've done in my career, you know, or follow a similar path because, we're, like you said, we're all technologists. We love it, right? And yes. it's, it's fun. And they can bring a different dimension. They can bring a different mindset. You know, they're, they're all Gen, uh, Gen X, if you will. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's a really brilliant, brilliant answer. I, I, I totally agree with you. I have two kids. I, I, I would love them to to have just a view at least on the passion on why I do what I do. Yeah, why yeah, I yeah. spend long hours trying to learn more, to try to apply it into what I do. At this point in time, I don't know if they if they kind of get it. I mean, they know where I work and what I do and uh, kind of uh, what I can explain. Yeah. But uh, without the feeling on some of something like this, they will probably wouldn't understand ever what, why my passion is, is on, on technology. Yeah. And I think that that's what we need to, to, to get to the younger uh, generations. Yeah. So the passion for, for technology, including all the telco stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, probably that could be the, the theme on, on the next uh, 12 month MWC. Yeah, 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 younger yeah. passion for technology. Yeah, exactly. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant, <laughs> really. I think we've onto something there. For sure. <laughs> anyway, Jerome, I've really enjoyed our time today. It's been a fantastic conversation. I've loved speaking to you. Now, the way we finish the podcast, we have a bit of fun. It's called TGI to go. Okay. I'm going to give you five multiple choice questions. Okay. And you just give me your preference. Okay. Right? Okay. And you'll see where we're going with this. How does okay. that sound? Sounds good. Is there right and wrong? No, there's All no right. right or wrong. Then it's on time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. TGI to go. TGI to go. If you get a, a day off tomorrow at the show, uh, from the show rather, and you had a choice of going to the Picasso Museum or the Gaudi Park, where would you go? To the Picasso Museum. Yeah, cool. Do you have a day off tomorrow that you can go to the Picasso Museum? I don't have the full day off, but I hope that I can sneak out and see it. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Now, we're going to go drinking, okay? Right now? No. Okay. Well, later on, for okay. sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ah, thanks. Would you, because we're in Barcelona, would you like sangria or a glass of cava? A glass of cava. Yeah? Yes. That's nice. I feel like I need one now, to, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Um, we talked uh, uh, before 
about sport, but if you had to watch a football game or a round of golf, which one would you go for? Uh, football game. Yeah? Yes. That's cool. I think that the energy on the football games is really nice. I will go to a Real sports venue just because of the power of the people yeah. trying to to cheer their yeah. their uh, the, the game. I mean, even though I don't know who is playing. Yeah, and I just made the mistake of saying Real Madrid and then realized, no, actually, uh, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will be after me for that one, I think. Um, if you could go on holiday tomorrow on vacation and you've got two choices, Japan or Italy, where would you go? I will have to, cha to choose uh, Japan because I recently had the possibility to go to Italy. And even though I think it's awesome and beautiful, I, will, I have never been in Japan. No, I haven't been either, actually. I think I would choose that for that reason as well. That's cool. And the final question today uh, of TGI to go and of MWC 2023 is you're going for dinner tonight. You can choose a guest to go with you. A guest? Okay. Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah? Yes. Why is that? I heard that he has a much better character than Elon Musk. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but that's probably why I well, got I think it's probably because he's a really true technologist, right? So you'd probably get on great with him. Yes, yes. It sounds, it sounds about right. Since he's a right technologist and he was born with this, uh, I think that we could have much more things to talk about instead, I mean, and discuss, which, yeah, which yeah. Uh, makes it uh, more worthy yeah. than, than just uh, having like a conversation on uh, very technical deep stuff that the other is doing. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, we've had uh, Mark Zuckerberg's sister on the podcast. Oh, Randy. Nice. Yeah, she was charming, absolutely delightful person to speak to. Um, and you've been delightful to speak to as well, Jeremy. I've thank really you very enjoyed much. having you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's been great meeting you. We'll hopefully see you again in the future in Mexico City. We'll yes. come down and do something there. I want to wish you a, a safe flight home. Enjoy the rest of your time in Barcelona. And thank you for joining The Great Indoors. Thank you for having me here. It was a pleasure and a really nice conversation. So thank you very much. Have a nice flight home to you too and to your kids. Share the passion on technology. What a brilliant episode. Muchas gracias, Geronimo. It was fantastic speaking to you and I'm sure we'll see you again in the future. So stay tuned as each episode and the associated guests are certainly not to be missed. I think we have three episodes left in this series and it just gets better, actually. So stay tuned. Please leave a review if you feel so inclined. It certainly helps us. Visit our website, amdocs.com forward slash the great indoors, where we have all the back episodes and some really cool videos that you should check out, particularly one related to Barcelona. So, I think I've earned another cool glass of Savetha. There's been quite a few. And all that is left to say is I'm Matthew Roberts for Amdocs in Barcelona. And I'll see you next time, wherever you are.